Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Social Security is one of the most complex and confusing federal programs. With over 2,700 rules, it's no wonder that we're confused about when and how to start collecting and who to turn to for help. Welcome to Social Security Answers from the Experts, hosted by Martha Shedden. In this podcast series, Martha meets with professionals to provide you with the answers to questions about this most important financial decision. And now, here's your host, President and co-founder of the National Association of Registered Social Security Analysts, Martha Shedden. Hello, everyone. I'm Martha Shedden, and I am so pleased to have Pamela Fugit-Hetrick, a Medicare expert extraordinaire, with me here today. Pam is Vice President of Benefits at DCD Financial and Insurance services and spent over 20 years in healthcare prior to becoming an insurance broker. For over 13 years, she's been helping clients unravel the mysteries of health insurance, especially as they relate to Medicare and seniors and retirees in general. She's also the creator and host of Money Moves, a financial radio show on AM 1080. This weekly show is designed to give listeners tips and tools to manage their own money. The goal, a debt-free life as the cornerstone of financial security. So welcome, Pam. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for the invite, Martha. (laughs) You have quite the varied background and are clearly an expert on both health insurance as well as finance. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about your background the work you've done as it relates to Social Security, finances, and healthcare for retirees and senior citizens. Sure. So growing up, I always wanted to be Dr. Doolittle, but women weren't even allowed in vet school. I'm old. And um, so I was an animal health technician and then decided that was a great way to starve, went and worked in the Navy as a hospital corpsman, was a lab technician. When I got out of the service, I, um, we started a company that recycled blood in operating rooms using the technology that we were using for frozen blood supplies in the military. And that was interesting, um, but 24-7. So I decided when somebody in my family had to get a job with a little more steady freddiness to it because we had a young child. And so stepped out and worked with Abbott Laboratories and other companies that were developing the, the technology we have now to do um, no finger stick blood testing for glucose. Then all those companies kept going to Chicago, spent one winter there. If you're from there, I'm so sorry in advance. <laughs> you're, you're a sturdy group. I'm not. Um, so I wanted to stay in California and health insurance just seemed to be kind of something that. I flopped into when the second of the two companies I worked for went to Chicago. So um, all that background 
was a real plus in doing health insurance. When I got licensed, everybody in the office was like, forget home and auto and stuff. You understand these words, like you do this part. Mm -hmm. So anytime they say the word health, blue, anything, then all those calls go to me. So that's how it started. I've been licensed since 2002. Medicare, my parents were turning 65. All my friends' parents were turning 65. I'm like, wow, better learn about Medicare. Now that's probably more than half of the business that I do. I still work with individuals and families and small employer groups. Um, But Medicare has taken over because, let's face it, 10,000 of us are turning 65 every day. And the Social Security, everybody kept asking me about that because you make those decisions kind of at the same time. So when I connected up with Martha, we started doing little in-person presentations, in our local area. And that was great because people had questions about all the same stuff. They had a one-stop shop to get reverse mortgage, Medicare, social security, all those questions out in the open. And um, it was a great referral source for each of us as well. Yes. And it's been so much fun to have you as a referral to all my clients. Um, Oh, I feel the same with you about social security. (laughs) I was like, oh, wait, you're getting into heavy math. No, let me, let me send you to my friend, Martha. (laughs) So I think for your, your listeners who are maybe in the financial markets, you know, maybe you're a CPA, a financial advisor, find an independent agent um, that you can connect with who does what I do. Um, and then that's a great referral source for you back and forth. You'll look good to your clients because you won't just be punting them off to somebody in the yellow pages. Um, and it will be good referral sources for you because we don't, um, we're not usually securities licensed or anything. Lower. It's kind of two divergent worlds that work really handily together. So make those relationships. Yeah, it's um it's so worthwhile. And we often talk about adding more about Medicare into the NARSA program. Uh-huh. But I, I just don't feel the two are both so complicated and have their own set uh-huh. of annual. Updates. I found that going from the other side, from Medicare to that, I'm like, this is all very good background information. Yeah. I absorbed the gist of it. But when you're going to get down into the weeds about, you know, you know, working with pension offsets and all that. Yeah. I'm leaving that in your capable hands, people. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be happy to, you know, take the, the Medicare clients. So it's a great relationship if you can make a connection like we have um, for those things, because I know they're in good hands if I send them to you. Well, hopefully you feel the same way when you send them back. So I do. I yeah. do. And I, and I, I understand too, how Medicare is, somewhat geographically based mm-hmm. because of the plans that are offered. And you referred me to, is it the NAHU? The National- yeah, that's a great resource. Um, my geographic area is the state of California, which is plenty enough. Um, and so if you're trying to find an agent to work with outside of the state of California, I would recommend going to NAHU.org. It's National Association of Health Underwriters. These are all agents who health insurance is our thing. Not all of them do Medicare. So look at the little bios when you look at the find an agent and you're trying to find someone in your area. 
and look for somebody who lists Medicare as a specialist. And then um, if they work for a single company, they work for Anthem or Kaiser, obviously, maybe that's not the fit for you, but you want to find someone who has their own agency or is independent um, so that they can look at all the different companies and um, refer your clients that way. Yeah, that's a great place to find somebody if you don't already have that connection, whether you're a consumer or a financial person looking for an agent to work with. Yeah, I, I really value that referral to that mm-hmm. agency that you gave me. I give it out once or twice a day, <laughs> it seems, because I have clients who move from California and they're going to move to, you know, the one today just moved to Albuquerque. I'm like, oh, okay. wow. You know, so it's a different world in Albuquerque than it is here. Yeah. So they want what I did for them over these years, but I can't do it for them in, in yeah. Albuquerque. Yeah. Um, so you are deemed the health insurance mystery solver. So what <laughs> mysteries exist that soon to be retirees should know about that they don't even know that they will soon face? Yeah, there's so many and so much really bad information out there and so much information that when you read it, you interpret it through a set of eyes, you know, from your personal experience. And maybe that wasn't exactly right. So if you're making a transition, whether you're turning 65 or maybe you already have Medicare, but you stayed on your employer plan, you know, I would always seek out an independent agent to help you with that Medicare transition. There's so many ways to mess it up. You don't want to go to one of these 1-800, you know, online type of services, only because you will never get back to the person who told you something. You might have got the person who just got hired and, you know, kind of thrown out there. Here you go. Here's the 800 number market. Um, you want to get somebody who has expertise in your local area. In California, we're one of four states where we have something called the birthday rule. If I put somebody in a Medicare supplement every year, the month of their birthday, maybe now AARP or Cigna or somebody else is cheaper for that plan. I can move them to that. No health questions. Bring me your age, bunions, heart disease, don't care. It's all good. If they move outside of California, that protection is likely gone. There's only four states that have that. So when you listen to things, make sure that they're about your geographic region, about your age, about um, your situation. Right. Because what you hear might be totally true for a different person, but not the total wrong answer for you. It's so dependent on the, on your health conditions and your prescriptions that you have. And and then like, I ask people, part of my first conversation with them is great. Tell me about the health insurance you have now. They will almost always unanimously tell me a company, Kaiser, Anthem, whoever, the least important thing of all. <laughs> what I really need to know is, is it from an employer because you're actively working? Is it from an employer because your spouse has that coverage and you're covered under it? Is your spouse retired? Or do you have individual insurance that you maybe got on the marketplace or directly from a company? Where I'm going to take you from there, kind of like you're at the mall with that little dot that says you are here. Mm -hmm. I need to know where here is. And then the answers for you are going to come from that place. But if I thought you were here and you're really, you know, over here, I'm going to give you the wrong answers. So yeah. 
it almost has to be an interview about where are we starting from and then we can make a plan on where to go yeah it's the same with social security yeah it's the same kind of conversation so um but gotta get their background before you can really help them people usually get their information from god help them the engineers and lawyers of the world are going to try and read that medicare and you book and the how to choose a medigap plan and it's like 90 pages of which about 12 are useful for that person. It might be a different 12 pages, depending on if you're employed or not. But um, so they're going to try and figure it out. And when they spin themselves into a complete state of how is anybody supposed to understand this stuff? That's when they call. Yeah. Those are the harder ones to deal with personally. The ones that are just like, I'm turning 65. I know I'm supposed to do something. I could take those all day long. (laughs) I just tell anyone who's approaching 65, go talk to Pam. Don't Uh don't even stop. Just go. Because it's Um, easier to tell somebody a process, like telling them a recipe on how to cook a cake or any anything you want to teach somebody how to do. If you start from scratch, start to finish in kind of a logical progression, nobody gets lost. Right. But if you know all of these random things. And then you're just asking questions intermittently. I still have to do that whole interview process to make sure I don't give you an answer that wasn't right for your situation. Right. You know, by all means, go ahead and try and read those books. There's some, um, you know, Medicare for Dummies that I find actually kind of amusing and helpful. Um, There's uh, Medicare According to Barney that one of my agent uh, connections wrote that's on Amazon that's hilarious. I mean, it's it's cheesy, but it's great. You know, yeah. get just the basics. I have a brochure that a mutual friend of ours took this chicken scratch of all these cocktail napkin presentations I used to do and made it pretty. <laughs> so it's on my website. I take people to that and we we draw the boxes, you know. Yeah get a visual record of what we're talking about because it almost has to be, I have to hear it. I have to see it. I have to draw it. I have to to write it down (laughs) and it will still take a few times for some people for it to like stick permanently, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. At least I know you're in the right place and you can ask me that same question every year. It's okay. I'm used to it, but um, you know, I think I did that when I, when I started Medicare, I think I asked you the same question. Yeah. And then, you know, because it's like, I think you told me this, but now I heard this other thing Yeah, and that was appropriate for your friend because of their situation. But this is why we didn't do that for you. Oh, okay, great. You know, so (laughs) it gets a little tough now that we probably have, I know we have over a thousand Medicare clients that I personally service and then I don't know how many people in our small groups and individuals, they're constantly now turning 65. And so we're making them that transition for them. So it's a, if you're looking for a type of insurance to do, if you're an insurance person, the good news is once you get somebody into the full, you start making connections with a social security analyst, financial planners, you know, I do the radio shows. So I kind of have some, and credibility with people from that. And so they find me friends of friends now, you know, people that I've helped over the years. It's a easy marketing type of business, but it is a lot of work for a small return on a lot of people. But unless they move out of state or die, 
like your clients literally for life. So the residuals can be nice, but it's, you know, it's not going to be like a big sale. And here's the huge commission. That doesn't happen. Yeah. You mentioned your, your radio show. So I wanted to talk more about that. What are the most common questions that you're receiving recently regarding um, social security. Are you still, do you get questions mm-hmm. on social security? Uh, there's almost always, um, the, the COVID, um, shutdown led to some really interesting issues in that most of the social security office were physically closed. Right. So in the past, when people had a question, they would call or physically go to their local social security office. Now, if you call and you ask for an appointment, you might get in in two months. Um, everything is by phone um and some seniors still like they just want that in person you know even if i've trained a whole lot of seniors in the last year to do zoom and my angle was always like look do you want to talk to your grandkids again like this is it right you have to learn this technology so it wasn't so much if i told them you had to do it to get medicare they would freak out but if they it was about seeing the grandkids and, and this was an extra perk okay great so i yeah. taught a lot of people to use them which i had to learn myself and it's um it the radio show has just been part of that it's a, a great marketing thing i'm passionate about people i was fortunate to be raised by people who were good with money they never had much but my parents, in spite of barely graduating from high school, going into trades, my mom was a bookkeeper and my dad was a built cabinets. Um, they built the house that they still live in to this day. They have two rental properties in California where stuff is not cheap, um, you know, and so they're financially good in their retirement, even though I make more money in one year than they probably did together in a couple of years when they were working. So, you know, they did well with what they had. And so that a lot of people didn't get raised by people who have that just basic, this is still oh. the world of, med- uh, of money, you know, or even, always- even talking about even having those conversations. Yeah. You know, the fact that if we went to the store and and you wanted something at the checkout counter, right? Every little kid wants a candy bar, a toy, whatever, all that stuff they park there just for that reason. My parents, it was always like, we have choices of what we do with our money. Do you want to contend to swim team or, you know, the horse that you had or whatever those things were that I could relate to Yeah, and know that why I got told no for something was because I really wanted something else. So that whole thing about delayed gratification, saving for something, working to get your bike, all of those things. I thought everybody knew that stuff. Oh, I grew up. And then as you get to be an adult and you have friends that it's pretty painfully obvious, they don't know that stuff. No. And so really that's all I harp on on my my show. But then people ask questions about social security or Medicare. Um, I brought I've brought you on the show a few times, people that have expertise in stocks and things that are not my cup of tea in the financial world. So when they ask questions outside of my skill set, I'm happy to, you know, hey, call my office. I know three or four people who are good in that line of work. Uh-huh. You, know, you call and talk to them, interview them, see who you want to work with. But I don't try and uh, dive into things. I don't try and be the know-it-all. Um, I know a lot of stuff about 
a little bit about a lot of things and some things really good. So if you're in my lane, I'll talk to you all day long about Medicare, all those things. Social security, I know where the limit is, then I punt. Yeah, I know. I know what I know. know. And then I punt. I have all these other experts kind of hanging out. Kind of how we met is we were in a women's business group. And there's always one person from each kind of connection. So you get to know their business and what they're good at. So it makes for great referral sources for us when we work with people. Um, I had a tax question. Yeah, I know enough to be dangerous, but let me hook you up with this person. So make those connections, whether you're a consumer, you should have a friend in all those places that you can go to for those questions. And same if you're a financial type of person, have the other specialties that kind of surround what you do. Um, And they make great referral sources and you'll you'll all make each other look good. There's such a great team aspect to the whole retirement. I mean, that's the, the events that we've done together, uh, you and I with Medicare and Social Security, and then we've had um, an estate planner and we've mm-hmm. had a reverse mortgage. Reverse mortgage, because that comes up in our area a lot. Yeah, and it just all ties together and, mm-hmm. and, ta- and accountants, I mean, they you really can't do it. It's kind of like speed dating. It's a like we would take what 10 or 15 minutes a piece and talk about what we do and maybe like a really high glass one on one. You know, yeah. here's some things that are pretty general and about everybody. And here's some charts or things how you decide where you need to go from here. But then now they have a rapport with you. They feel like they have a relationship with you. So when they did turn 65 or they did need to. They didn't even know somebody did what you did. <laughs> you know, they kind of knew somebody you signed up with Medicare. Yeah. They didn't know there was a person who could really analyze their pension and look at all these things. Right. So yeah. it was a great referral source and a public, um, you know, it's public feel good kind of thing. It's wonderful. And I just got a call today. I get calls out of the blue and they say, Oh, hi, I'm so-and-so. And I was that. I saw you three years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now I think you I'm, did it at the swimming pool or at yeah. the fair or for an organization. Now I'm ready to retire, which is, yeah. it's just awesome. It's, it's wonderful. And you never know, like, even if they're, you're looking at somebody and they're obviously in their twenties, thirties, forties. Yeah, their their parents parents are going to Social Security and Medicare or grandparents. So I don't think that there is any family where what we do isn't touched somewhere. It's either you, a family member or a friend or friend of a friend. And so if you think about, oh, you know, I heard this person. Um, What was their name? Yeah. Contact them over here. Yeah. I'll help you with that. It's great. The referral is just awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't um, do any cold calling, buy leads. I, I, it's just not how I work it. And probably the most markety thing I've done is maybe some Facebook ads where I'm putting content out. And right. if you want help, come to me. You know, that's how I prefer to market myself. Um, other people do it different ways. I know one agent in the South. North Carolina or somewhere. He does the whole South region of the U S and he's building an army of Medicare gurus and does his, his spend on marketing and his team is like 50 grand a year. It's like, he's going big. 
And like I said, 10,000 people has a, a day. He has a team of people. Oh, he has a team of people, but he yeah. he's ex-military and he's very organized. He's funny. And he's the one, I think, that wrote uh, Medicare According to Barney and that's on oh, Amazon. Okay. So, I mean, I, I found him on Facebook under this group, Medicare Gurus. And so you will often, no matter how long you do this, run into a question that's like, <laughs> let me think that one through. Yeah, and yeah. so people will put in like, okay, here's the one I got today. And then, you know, I'm in this state. And it's amazing how all the different Medicare agents have been able to help each other out or, you know, I don't know the answer, but I had that question come up and I can't remember what the answer was, but I got it from this resource. Right. I mean, something that's useful and helpful. So there's a lot of good content out there if you kind of get to know who to trust. Right. And that's the same way with Social Security. You can't can't, um, give people too much content or, or education because it just really yeah. makes them realize. And you have to kind of, when it's that complex, fork it out a little bit at a time because yeah. otherwise it's like blapping them between the eyes with just too much information, which yeah. is how probably sadly half of the people come to me is that they've tried all these things. They've tried to learn it themselves because, yeah. you know, it shouldn't be this hard. I hear that in quotations dozens of times a week it shouldn't be this hard no medicare is a patchwork it wasn't all made as one happy cohesive plan we had this oh now we need this so we added a thing and then we added another thing it's a miracle honestly that it all works (laughs) yeah it is complex are you aware of any changes that have occurred recently or that you think might occur in Washington about just generally about Medicare? Um, The biggest thing that they're trying to change is with some of the behind the scenes um, problems that we have with Medicare now that we're trying to get corrected. Like um, the fact if you were on an employer plan and you took COBRA, there's been a, a, a rash of people who are getting like these early retirement packages. So to be nice, the employer's like, I will pay for six months of your COBRA, and then you can take over the payments or move on. Unfortunately, Medicare doesn't count COBRA as credible insurance. Really? Oh, really? No. Medicare and COBRA mm, never match those words together. Bad. Oh. Everything bad happens when you put those words in the same sentence. Now, are these people that are close to 65 or? They already are 65. Usually. Oh, okay. So, so they delay getting the Part B. Now we've created a whole problem because you're not guaranteed. Uh, it's You might have to wait a year. Oh, just bad, bad problems with COBRA and Medicare. If they're on COBRA before 65, no problem. But there's this magic, like, you're crossing the equator from your pre-65 life to your 65 plus life. And every rule and everything that you knew in this life changed when you crossed that line. Yeah. Yeah. So get a guide. (laughs) Get a guide. And I had some other questions about you. Why should people look look for people like you? But I think Mm -hmm. you've answered all those, Pam. (laughs) It's Um, like, I I can't serve as everybody personally. It would be fun to think about. But 
find and that's where the the nahu.org is a great resource yeah yeah plug in your zip code and that find an agent look and make sure medicare is one of the things that they do and that they don't work for one of the carriers they work for you know yeah. an independent agency because now you have a go-to person and the best kept secret is we're free for people to use we don't charge a fee for you to come and have an appointment with me Right. Um, so we're all paid on commissions, but I get paid the same whether I set you up with AARP, Blue Cross, Blue Shield. I mean, within a few bucks, it's all the same to me. Right. But um, the advantage is, is having that go-to person or, you know, occasionally billing doesn't happen right. It's a garbage in, garbage out system. If the doctor puts in a code and the computer's like, don't know what that is. It kicks it back out. You think the insurance didn't pay. In reality, somebody put in your wrong date of birth or, you know, wrong procedure code or forgot something. Um, but do you have a person that you can go to if you're on 1-800-JOE-NAMETH, my yeah. pet peeve? Then no. <laughs> well, I did. And I don't know. I didn't know before I approached that age that there were, until I met you, Pam, that there were brokers basically that represented right. all these companies like you said we're kind of like the best kept secret it's not it's not, not like lack that of for, <laughs> it's not like that for other other professions and um so no. i'm constantly telling people that and say look for these types of agents that can the relief i hear in people's voice when we have a conversation and it's like oh thank god you know like here's a guy like yeah. I've learned when I travel, there are certain things I will willy nilly just, you know, explore on my own and other things it's like, I'm going to go to the top of this volcano and bicycle down, you know, which was last week's adventure. And it's like, okay, I think I'll get a guide for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can do that anymore. <laughs> no, I don't want people running me over on these little skinny switchback roads. So, you know, or I'm going to go learn to scuba dive, or I'm going to go learn something new or different. I'm going to get a guide for that. Yeah, that's a good Other things that I'm happy analogy. to just explore on my own. Do I try and change the oil in my own car? No. Will I try a new recipe? Sure, because probably nobody's going to die or I'm not going to get in too much trouble. Worst case, I don't like it. I toss it out, right? Yeah. So, but for other things, when it's really important, get a guide, especially when one's free. Why not use one? Well, and the one of the the biggest issues with Medicare is that there's there's penalties if you don't do it oh, right. So tell, yeah. us about, tell us about that. If you so don't there's penalties if you don't enroll at the right time. There are penalties that are permanent for the rest of your life that you will not, unless you qualify for Medi-Cal, like now you're destitute, get out of. Um, there are penalties of time. Like um, I have a number of clients who live in other countries. And so these are some of my radio show folks. I have a little contingent of guys who live in Costa Rica. They went there to, to retire, surf and fish which is all great. Some of them kept their Medicare here. They didn't really know why. They just thought maybe they should in case they ever had to come back for services in the U.S. And other people were like, no, I want money to fish and surf in Costa Rica. So they didn't pay for the Medicare Part B. They only have the hospital coverage. Two or three of them now have come up with cancer or something where maybe you don't want the local witch doctor in Costa Rica helping you out, right? They would like to come back to the U.S. and get treatment at Stanford or UCSF. 
most of that treatment is going to be outpatient covered under part B and they don't have it. So I have to explain to them that they can't just sign up now. You have to sign up between January and March and it won't be effective till July of next year. Some of these guys may not make it honestly till July of next year. And when they do, if they did, then they have a 10% penalty for each year that they did not pay into the system. So the government is really big on penalizing you for making too much money, penalizing you for not doing something at time, even though they're not really good about telling you when time is, Um, you know, a number of different penalties, penalties for not having a drug plan. I hear it all the time. I don't take any drugs. Great. There's a $7 drug plan that is perfect for you because it's a placeholder so that you'll never experience this penalty just in case something hits you and you need medications, you have something and we protected you from a penalty. It's cheap insurance. Don't be silly. Yeah. What should people know about the timing of signing up for Medicare and social security? I know so a lot of people, from my vantage point, they think their full retirement age is 65. Mm-hmm. Um, right, because that's when they get Medicare. Yeah. And I get a lot of people who want Medicare at 62 because they know that's when they can oh, start Social okay. Security. So it goes both ways. It does. What, yeah. What's the most common questions regarding retirement planning or Social Security or Medicare um, that people do not even know they should be asking? Mm-hmm. There's people who come from paying for insurance themselves. You've had to go to the marketplace or buy insurance. There's people who have always been protected by an employer plan. And those people come with two different sets of questions and issues. So first of all, like if you're just, I buy insurance on my own, um, I've been taking care of things and you're turning 65, you absolutely must get Medicare Part A and B. And then the government, they think they need to know what supplement advantage plan, everything before they go and enroll in Medicare. Medicare is like the foundation to your house. We need that foundation. And now we can build stuff on top of it. Medicare could care less what you do with your drug plan or your Medicare supplement. They don't ask. Just get the Medicare A and B. And then I do my Medicare 101. We talk about supplements versus advantage plans the pros and cons of both. It's usually really apparent to them. Oh, I don't want that. I want this. Or I I don't want that. I want this. It's their call. I work with both. I don't care. I'm the guide. Uh So um, we get them all set up. Okay. When you get your Medicare number, call me back. And now we will hook you up with these things. It's all online digital signatures now. Um, even for my zero tech people, there's almost always a workaround mm-hmm. or, you know, I'll fill out paper and you can come by the office and sign it. That's fine too. If you're in an employer plan, you have to decide if I'm still working, do I need to go to Medicare or, and the, my, my work is going to be supplement or do I want to go to Medicare and the supplement step out of work or am I going to keep my employer plan? Now, usually there's spouses and kids, even in their 60s, and um, other things to consider. So get a guide. It's complex. You weren't not not understanding it. It is complex. (laughs) So if you had the power, Pam, and Mm -hmm. you could make changes to 
Medicare, if you had the ability, what what would you change about the program? The big thing that NAHU is is working on right now is getting rid of that penalty where COBRA is considered credible coverage so that you can, when you lose your COBRA, you could hop onto Medicare and do your thing. Uh, We all think that's ridiculous, and we've been trying to work on that for years. Unfortunately, wars, pandemics, other things come up, and these things typically go by the wayside. And um, just kind of a um, shout out, people always think um, people who are um, out there brokering with politicians always have a negative intention. Nahu is out there trying to be supportive and provide education to, let's face it, our senators and stuff. They've never bought their own insurance in their lifetime. They've almost always been government employees and it's been provided to them. And they got these little golden handcuff benefits. They cannot relate to your world whatsoever because they don't live in your world. So we have to be there as an education to go, yeah, that's your experience, but your people out here? This is what they go through. Right, right. And so um, not everybody who's out there with these packs and things are are doing bad things. A lot of times it's just educating them on if they weren't a health insurance agent before they became a senator or a congressperson, they don't know about the things that they're voting on. Right. And so um, that's one of the things that we're really trying to push them on is, do you know this? there's this whole world of hurt that this rule creates? Why don't we just get rid of it, right? right. It's not really doing anything. So there's no economic cost to making this change. So is the is NAHU, NAHU, are they big lobbyists in that arena? Not, not in, the, they will go if, if they see a wrong and go, hey, right here, do you see yeah. what, you know, because oftentimes, yeah. like, oh, man, when uh, the Affordable Care Act got voted in, my God, if you said you could have a million dollars or relive 2014, keep the money. <laughs> I don't want it that much to relive that year. That was bad. And so now all the rules have changed. And the laws that they were writing conflicted with the existing laws, like HIPAA, COBRA, you know, all of those things have to work together. And these people that were making the rules didn't even know what was going on. So they lobbied in the form of, do you understand that what you wrote here when we read it is flies in the face of this rule that already exists? So it's cool. One or the other has to change, you know. But that was the only one. They went line item by line item through the Affordable Care Act, which printed was about like this, you know, and then would come up with these summaries of this is what would change or how we've done insurance before. This is how we do. So they were educating on my side to the agents. And they were also um, speaking before Congress and saying, you know, the intention of this is great. We don't have a problem with that. But here's a couple of things you need to know to either fix or this will create this opposite effect that you don't really haven't quite experienced yet or whatever those things are. Yeah. So they do lobby in that. But it's not that there is an agenda that we're pushing unless we see something that is really hurting people is completely non-necessary and it just needs to get fixed. Yeah. To bring it in. And usually the, the feedback from that particular group is really positive because we're there as an educational presence. Uh-huh. So they and, then, and in turn, they turn all that back to agents. So I'm on their webinars frequently because I always get really good content 
Um, there's some content that they're putting out now, like um, Medicare for all is considered kind of this. Oh, yeah, we all want Medicare for all. My people say Medicare is good. Let's give it to everybody. Okay, well, Medicare for all actually demolishes Medicare as we know it now. <laughs> so, <laughs> be careful. The whole, all those things you hear about politicians speaking out of both sides. Yeah, uh-huh. totally. I mean, it, it sounds good and we want to believe it. Right. But it actually abolishes the one thing that we're trying to give to everybody. You really so, ouch. pay attention to the detail. Yeah. And it's not that there's not some solution, but it's going to take a lot of these different people from the social security people to the Medicare to the insurance carriers and the providers and the doctors. We all have to get on board to make effective change. Yeah. And right now, everybody's in their little special interest and not really crossing lines and chit-chatting with everybody else and getting any sort of meaningful change and um, started sort of kind of nuking things and starting over. I don't know that that's going to get better in any immediate future. Medicare is always changing, but it's it's very minuscule little changes like the deductibles or the, um, you know, minor things. Every year there's a cost of living adjustment that happens. It coordinates with social security. Yeah. If your social security didn't go up because there was no cost of living and you were in Medicare already, they can't also raise your Medicare amount. Yeah. Unless you were a high income person, then we can punish you forever for everything. Government loves to hit you high net worth people. So, yeah. So it's, it's, always evolving, always changing. It's a full-time job to keep up with it. And again, I think people are better served if you have a social security person, a a Medicare person, a tax person, a financial advisor. You kind of need as a consumer to have your own little team that you're in with. And it's really nice. Like we've had a situation where even our team, we all kind of knew each other. And so I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is what this person's going to tell you, but I think you should hear it from them just in case I forgot to ask a question. Right. So, yeah. Um, so we all kind of knew each other's business to a certain extent, but you know, as soon as I hear the word um, pension or I had a government job, you need to call my friend Martha. <laughs> like I check out at that point. I, I studied it, but it's like, you kind of keep up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I have everything I can do to keep up with my Medicare and individual health world. Well, I'm the same way. I'm not, I know enough yeah. about Medicare to, to tell Divide them. and conquer people, you know, so build your village. Yeah. So I think we have to wrap this up, Pam. So your radio show is that I've never asked this question. Can you get that nationally? Mm-hmm. You can go to uh, ksco.com. It's and streaming, uh, right? On, yeah, on and the- there, it's streaming. It's uh, 7 to 8 p.m. on Thursdays Pacific time. There's also um, the podcast for each of the radio shows. This is an, a little radio station that was built um, pre-Cold War to be the um, station that would be the last one standing when the Russians nuked us. It's actually got an underground cement bunker and... It was, nobody knew what a radio station would look like. So they just took the blueprints from the one that RCA had in New York and built one here. (laughs) Owned by an independent guy. And each of the shows, there's very few syndicated shows on that station. So you're bound to hear something about 
financial planning and there's a lawyer that comes on after mine that is, you know, does a lot of talk about estate planning and contract law and you can ask them questions. And then, so Thursday's like self-help night. Um, there's another night that's all surfers and skateboarding and sporting things. You know, there's religious organizations, right-wingers, left-wingers. There's the out in Santa Cruz, which is the gay lesbian population. There's one that's the holistic mystic, you know, that does readings. And if you don't like it, wait an hour, it will change. So it's a, it's the last of these kind of state places that I know where they're not obligated to pump music or news or is an out there place. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. But the podcast, all those shows are there or people can listen live and stream when it's being played live. And what if if people are in California and want to get in touch with you, where can they reach you? What's your email or whatever contact information you can give us? So we have two websites, one for our property and casualty side of the business and one for that's really health specific. You can get to each of them from there. So it's kind of easier to say D-C-D-I-S, like dog, cat, dog insurance service. That's the main site for property and casualty. But if you click on health quote, it takes you over to mine, which is either my name, horrible to try and say, or um, low cost CA, like California, health.com. So the DCDIS is usually where it's easier to tell people go there, click on health. Now you're on my webpage um, that I keep up. That's all health content. Um, And there's a Medicare section there. You're welcome to go to the resources and look at. um, Is that where your brochure is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The brochure is under Medicare resources. There are some videos that I've done um, like a little series about, I could say like, you're the no action people. No action people are the people who are already on social security card and this Medicare card is going to show up. When it does, call us, we'll help you. There's the got to take action people. um, You know, they're not on social security. They have to actually make an action enroll in Medicare. Yeah. And then there's the got to make a decision people, which are all the employer sponsored people or people on retirement plans or, you know, there's a number of ways that people come to us, moved here from outside of the country, right? You need an appointment because there's just too many branches of where we we might need to talk about with that one. Um, But it kind of just divides people up into knowing I work for a large employer. I like my plan. I want to keep it. It's not changing. I've checked with my HR people and I can defer safely taking Medicare Part B. Great. Yeah. Call me when you retire. Yeah. You know, but, but sometimes the conversation is just getting them to that. Here's what Medicare looks like and what you have. Dude, I just keep what you have, you know, yeah. sometimes that's the end of the conversation and they know where to come back when they actually retire. Yeah. So everybody's kind of in a one of kind of three basic buckets, but your action plan, depending on where, what bucket you're starting from, is going to be different. Right. So there's some videos that kind of explain that. I just need to now go and update them because the part B deductibles and things that are mentioned in it are always changing. So every year I have to redo the um, things. But it's really like this looks pretty dumb and basic, 
but I can tell everybody most of what they need to know in Medicare by using something that looks like this. I'll make them draw it on a, a cocktail napkin, a dog show pamphlet. You know, when I'm at dog shows, my dog and I write a lot of Medicare supplements to my friends. So, you know, it's like, hey, meet me at the trailer later. I'll explain you all that stuff to you. So everywhere you go, people need these things. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Pam, for being on the show and sharing all your excellent information. Um, I just really appreciate it. And I know our listeners will gain a lot from listening to this. I know a lot of people just want to know, where do I start? And to know that there is somebody out there who will help them as an independent guide and not charge them a fee for doing it. So why why would you not? Why would you not? Yeah. Yeah. My worst client, honestly, was my mother when she turned, she was working and, you know, the signs took over the business, didn't run it like dad did. Mom doesn't do change. And so I'm like, why don't you just retire? Oh, no, I'm working for the health insurance. I'm <laughs> like, you kind of know what I do, right? <laughs> oh, no. You know, she thought I was like a used car salesman. Thanks, mom. So I'm like, here, let me just give you my speech. And then you go down to high cap. I don't know if they have this in every state, but it's um, a health insurance counseling for seniors that's free and available. They do classes about Medicare and Social Security. She went there instead of talking to you? Well, she let me talk to her. She didn't believe a word of what I said. And then I'm like, great, go, go to high cap, listen to that whole spiel, you know? And then she came back and how I knew I had arrived as an agent, honestly, like a, the pivotal highlight moment of my agent career of 20 years is my mom going, great, you can set me up with that thing you talked about. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I haven't topped that one yet. That's great. I've had some winner saves for people, but the one that was most personally satisfying is that one because it's just close to home. And yeah. so we moved her to Medicare. She retired confidently, knowing her dad had taken care of, saved a ton of money in the process. Yeah. And to this day, she's still on the same plan that we set her up with Great. more than 10 years ago now. So Great. Well, thanks again, Pam. Yeah. Nice connecting with you. And um, yeah, you guys, nahu.org.